0: Welcome back to Noah's Window. This week, Mark and I are talking about some one-sentence prayers from the Bible. We've been ranking them from number five down to number one, and Mark has asked me to talk to you today about number two. The number two one-sentence prayer we talked about is uh, a desperation prayer. It was prayed by the Apostle Peter in a really bad situation, and his short prayer said, Lord, save me. Now, when you first hear that prayer, you might think this is like a prayer of salvation, like Peter asking God and Jesus to forgive his sins and to uh, give him eternal life. But that isn't what this prayer is about. Peter's already uh, following Jesus. In fact, he's already one of the 12, and he's actually one of the three, kind of an inner circle. Very often, Jesus would call aside Peter, James, and John to do special things, to go in special places with him. So he was... Um, not just any apostle. He was a special apostle, but he already had that relationship with Jesus. So this wasn't a prayer for salvation from his sins. This is a different kind of salvation that he needed. He needed to be saved from a situation, from um, a scary situation. So let's look at this for just a moment. We're in the book of Matthew chapter 14, and I want to jump into verse 22. In verse 22, it says immediately after this, which time out, I hope that will spur you to go grab your Bible and find out what just happened right before this. But back to verse 22. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I'm here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Now, before we get to Peter's prayer of desperation, let's note that he also prayed a prayer of great faith, asking Jesus to bid him to come out onto the water to come toward him. Yes, come, Jesus said, verse 29. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. And here's our verse. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Now, there are several things that just fascinate me in this passage. One is the the calm and the comfort Jesus brought when they they were afraid seeing him walking on the water, which is an unusual thing. You don't expect to see anybody walking on the water. But when the disciples were afraid when they saw Jesus walking on the water, he told them, don't be afraid. I'm here. Now there's great comfort, I think, for all of us who are, who are God followers to know that Jesus has promised to be with us when we're in a storm, like they were in a storm. Sometimes we're not feeling it. You notice that when Jesus was walking on the water toward him, toward them, that wasn't when he calmed the storm. He's still walking in the middle of the storm. He's walking. He's present with them, walking on the water, in the middle of a storm, which he has the power to stop but he didn't stop it yet. And then there's Peter, who is terrified of the storm like the rest of the disciples. And he's excited to see Jesus, so much so that he asked Jesus, if it's really you, uh, have me come to you. Because if you can walk on the water, then you're able to make me walk on the water as well. And Jesus said, yes, come. Now, maybe it was further than Peter thought, or maybe Peter thought as soon as he stepped out that the storm would stop. I don't know what Peter was thinking. I don't know, but the Bible tells us when he saw the wind and the waves, he began to sink. And the reason I think this is so important for us is sometimes as we're walking our journey of faith, we're in a relationship with the Lord and we know Jesus is with us and we're comforted that he's here. We're excited to see him do the miraculous things he does. But sometimes we get overwhelmed by those waves and the wind, the pressures and the the frightening circumstances around us that threaten us, and we feel ourselves begin to sink. And when we call out in that situation, Lord, save me. Save me from this situation. Please don't let me drown. He's promised that he will respond to us and rescue us from our trouble. Isn't that good to know? We don't want trouble, but we know know we're going to have it. If we're not in the middle of it right now, we're probably headed there or headed out of some. So when we're in that trouble, We know, first of all, that he's with us, and we know when we call out to him, he'll hear us and he'll rescue us. You know, I I found it interesting that when Jesus uh, rebuked Peter, despite the fact that he had stepped down on faith, but he didn't say, don't you know how to swim? He said, "Um, why did you doubt me? Jesus said to Peter, why did you doubt me? So when we're facing those storms, let's remember not to doubt the Lord. He hasn't called us into this life, into our destiny, each one of us. It's it's unique, each one of us, what he's called us to do. He wouldn't call us to do it if he wasn't going to give us the power to accomplish it. Not, Not in our own flesh at all. It's him. Our faith is in him and his ability and his strength and his power. And I hope we can remember that as we go through this Christian life. Now, let me share just a few more verses that I think might bless you today. First of all, Psalm chapter 50, verse 15. Now, if you, uh, again, it's always important when you're reading the scripture to know what the context is and who's talking, who they're talking to. So if you you back up in this chapter, what you're gonna find out is that God is talking to his people, okay? So God's the one speaking, he's speaking to his people. Now, I know most of us aren't Jews, we're not part of Israel, but we are his people. In this New Testament age, we are his family, just like they were his family. And so in verse 15 of chapter 50, God says, Then call on me when you are in trouble, and I will rescue you, and you will give me glory. It's important to remember when he rescues us to turn around and give him the glory, isn't it? Here's another few verses, really, in Psalm chapter 34 that I think will be a blessing to you. If you haven't already, you might want to commit these to memory. So in verse 17, the Bible says, The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. He didn't just say some or a few, but he rescues them from all their troubles. Here's another verse that comes right after that, verse 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Now, I just want to let that one sink in for a minute because I've talked to a lot of people in the, in the last weeks and months who have crushed spirits. Maybe it's been a death in the family or just a a horrible loss, or a family situation that seems to never get resolved, or maybe it's a physical illness or disease, something that is causing pain, and their spirits are crushed, and the Bible promises us, first of all, that the Lord is close. He's close to the brokenhearted, and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed, and then the third verse I want to leave you with here, verse 19, the righteous person faces many troubles. Now, We already know when you're reading through the scripture, the Bible tells us if if we are rebellious against God, we're just asking for trouble. We know that if if we're stubborn and we don't listen and we go our own way and we disregard all the instruction God has given us, we're, we're asking for trouble. But this verse says the righteous person faces many troubles. But then the second phrase says, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time, each time. So, if you're doing your very best to follow the Lord in His strength and looking to Him to give Him glory for all things that He's doing in your life, and yet you're still facing many troubles, we've been warned we're going to face troubles. But the Lord promises that He will come to the rescue each time. So, I hope that encourages your heart today. Whatever situation you're in, if you feel like you're out there on the water and the waves and the wind are just about to take you under, you can pray that same prayer just like, like uh, Peter did. Lord, save me. And he will hear you and he will answer and he will rescue you from your troubles, just like he did, Peter. So I hope that encourages your heart today. I hope that if there's someone around you, if you're not in the middle of a storm right now, that maybe someone around you who is, that you could reach out and share comforting words with them that the Lord has given us. Um, so let's have a word of prayer this morning. Oh, Father. I know just from reading emails, even this week, there are many who are facing serious situations, and it doesn't look like there's answers, but we know, Lord, that in all of our troubles, we can call on you, and you've promised, you've promised to hear us, you've promised to come to our rescue in all of our trouble, and we're just going to ask you and, and, and pray that prayer even right now for those around us that are hurting. We need you, Father. We need you. To come and rescue us from these troubles, we need you to be present and powerful. We need your comfort, just like you comforted in the disciples in the middle of that storm. I pray that you would comfort the hearts of all those that are are in a in a great storm right now, Father. And you know, you know each and every situation, you know each and every uh, heart that's crushed right now. And I just pray that you would strengthen those broken hearts and give answers where there seem to be no answers, but we know that you've promised that you could provide those, and we're going to rely on you for that. Thank you, Father, for loving us. Thank you for the wonderful future you've promised each and every one of us, but thank you also for being with us on this journey and for holding us up when we're too weak to hold ourselves up for carrying us through the trials that we face. Thank you, Father, for all these things, because we do want to give you glory. And each and every time we look back and see the many times you've already rescued us, and we give you glory for that, Father, because you have so many times answered our prayers and brought us out of great difficulty. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the great victories. Thank you for so many people this past week that have trusted you as a personal Savior. Help us as a church that we will uh, do a good job in ministering to each and every person and helping them on their new faith journey. And for that, Father, we're going to give you the glory and the honor. Thank you for allowing us to see so many wonderful things, so many wonderful answers to prayer even, uh, that you allowed us to hear about and be a part of. And, and we just thank you for all those things because you are a good God. And we we honor you for your great love and your great, um, your great power to take care of us in troubling times. And for each and every person that's watching or listening and each and every family that's represented, I pray that you would just wrap your arms of love around them, draw them close to you, Father. May they be comforted by your presence and by your power in their life. And we're going to thank you for that and give you all the glory and honor. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, thank you for being with us today. And we have one more day to share another one-sentence prayer tomorrow. So I hope you'll join us again here on Noah's Window. God bless.